everyone, and welcome to Channel Business Podcast with Hanne. Channel Business Podcast is all about sharing ideas, insights, and valuable tips from leaders around the world who have been rising through the struggles to where they are now. Over 90% of chronic disease are comes from our lifestyle choices, and a big part of it is what we eat. You know, what we eat, how we sleep, how we handle stress, you know, do we move our bodies, how we move our bodies. And and, I, and a lot of people, I don't think, truly make the connection with what I'm eating is going to impact my health my, and my energy health, level, my energy levels, my, my, my mental clarity, uh, what I eat is going to impact how do I respond to life versus wow. How do I react to life? And those I use those two words because they're very nuanced. The podcast episodes will teach you about different things, what you can take in your daily life as a leader to take things forward from one step to another. We will talk about all facets of life. What are the essential steps for you to take the business forward? I'm your channel business podcast host, Hanne Nordinen, a global business influencer, taking you to this growth ride of channel business episodes. Today, we are talking about nutrition and food. So let's dive in more into today's episode. We have a special guest from US, Chef Marcel O'Brien. His goal is to help adults, kids, and families to live better lives with good nutrition by improving skills and confidence in the kitchen area. He's a dynamic speaker who has presented at national conferences and regularly appears in Twin Cities television, where he's a trusted voice from Smart Nutrition. For not Smart Nutrition. He's a founder and CEO of the Chef Marshall O'Brien Group, a company staffed with chefs, dietitians, researchers, writers, and videographers. He and his team uh, understand current best nutrition practices and translate them into food and recipes that will produce positive nutrition results and taste great. They call this putting delicious in nutritious. I love that word. I love that sentence. So we're going to learn more about putting delicious in nutritious. Um, this group has created also numerous materials detailing how smart nutrition can improve your health and alleviate negative symptoms in one's body. They work with a broad spectrum of clients, including city agencies such as fire, police, and public works, school districts, hospitals, and consortiums of 5,000 childcare providers and numerous businesses and civic organizations. So let's learn more about Chef Marshall O'Brien and his tips for us for nutrition. Welcome to the show, Chef Marcel, my friend. Wow, Hanne, what a treat to be here. Thank you for including me in this. I'm, I'm really, really, really uh, feel real privileged to be here. Thank you. I, I'm definitely, definitely so excited about this. And this is one of my favorite episodes because we, everybody, we all eat food. And we all, eat, well, at least in this Western society, we all have access to food and, and nutritious food. But you can eat healthy food and nutritious food also 
it doesn't matter where you are, no matter of the location, when you know what to do and what kind of things to collect in your, into your place. So I'm, I'm really, really excited because I cannot cook myself. My 10-year-old my daughter even knows that, but I survive <laughs> and we have food on the table every day. But today I, I really want to share these experiences and your insights and tips for any leader and, and basically for any human being, what we can learn about food from you and, and your team. Well, I always, <laughs> I always say that nourishing is different than eating and you can eat to live or you can nourish to thrive. And when you nourish your body, you are going to perform, look and feel your best. I, if I step back before we, before, you know, if I step back, our health is determinant on so many different things. And I, my, my passion is to empower people in their kitchen and in their life so they can make the changes that they want in their life. And a lot of times, you know, I know from my own, my own experience growing up, I was really interested in people. I was really interested in, in my health, but I didn't necessarily make the connection of nutrition, sleep, hydration, physical activity. I didn't realize like if I have a bad state of mind, for example, if I'm mad at the world and myself, uh, that's going to be putting stress on my body and making me feel horrible. Then make that connection. And if I'm eating right, but I'm not, you know, moving my body and getting good sleep, it's still not like I'm not going to be feeling to my potential. So the food piece excited me because that was something that I could create and present to people. I could show people, you know, as a kid, I loved being in the kitchen with my mom. And one of my first dishes was like this potato broccoli soup. And she'd tell the story all the time about how I made it. And, you know, I kind of made a mess out of the kitchen. I was like, you know, six years old or whatever. But that food piece is that food piece is so important, not just from a, a health standpoint, from but from a connection standpoint. Uh -huh. and what do you mean by this connection? Well, when I say that I want to empower people in their kitchens and in their lives so they can make the changes mm -hmm. that they want in their lives, you have to be able to have that confidence in whatever that activity is. So, you know, like you were sharing, like, I don't know how to cook, but I get it, I get it done. Well, you're confident in yourself to put something palatable and tolerable yep. on the plate that's nourishing. Well, yep. the, the, the reality, Hane, is a lot of people aren't very confident in themselves. And so when they're not confident in themselves, they're not going to be able to take the time to, you know, put this thing together to nourish themselves. They're just going to say, you know what, I don't know how to do it. And they're not necessarily consciously saying this. They're just like, okay, I don't, I don't really want to, you know, I, I got to get someone to do it for me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hire someone. I'm going to, mm -hmm. you know, get something in the freezer section at the grocery store. I'll do, uh, you know, some, you know, pre-made thing or whatever. Okay, fine that confidence piece and that connection piece, if you don't have that, how are you going to be able to take care of yourself? That's where I'm, that's where I'm going with it. And I, and I really believe that if people don't, if they, if they don't take ownership on this food piece, and we'll talk about, you know, we'll get more specific here. I'm just kind of talking, you know, broadly here, philosophically, if they don't take ownership for that. Well, what then they're putting into their mouth and, yeah, and what exactly. do they have in the table? I mean, and, yeah, and exa on the plate. exactly. Yeah. If, if I choose not to take ownership for what I am providing myself or my family, if I have one, then I'm at the mercy of the, of the food manufacturers, the food companies, the convenience stores, you know, whatever is available, the drive-thrus, 
And a lot of people don't realize that in the U.S. at least, over 70% of deaths today are from chronic diseases. When you think chronic diseases, you know, heart disease, obesity, diabetes, yeah. you know, uh, there's you know, all sorts of chronic diseases in the body. Okay, I just named a fraction of a bunch. 90% of those chronic diseases come from chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation wow. comes from our lifestyle choice. I've heard that before. And I must say that you referred to USA, but the same thing is going, at least as far as I know, in Northern Europe as well. And especially in Finland, where I'm currently located. So uh, th this so, is a thing but, that we are aware, but how does how can we make the change? So that made you about fascinated about the food and, and getting you into the food area. It, it absolutely did, because we have a lot more control over our health than we actually realize. Think. Yeah, we right. actually think. So if I if I am if I'm committed to eating nourishing foods, if I'm committed to having uh, a lifestyle free of chronic diseases, I mean, mm -hmm. people don't, I, I want to go back to that statement that I said, yeah. you know, over, over 90% of chronic disease are comes from our lifestyle choices. And the big part of it is what we eat, you know, what we eat, how we sleep, how we handle stress, you know, do we move our bodies, how we move our bodies. And, and I, and a lot of people, I don't think truly make the connection with what I'm eating is going to impact my health my, and my energy health, level, my energy levels, my, my, my mental clarity, uh, what I eat is going to impact how do I respond to life versus wow. how do I react to life? And those, I use those two words because they're very nuanced. When you are responding to life, you might be, you know, feeling a little more uh, professional, you're feeling a little mm -hmm. more in control of things, you feel maybe you're a little more thoughtful in your, in your responses. Well, on the flip side, if you're reacting to things, now, if there's a crisis emergency, you have to be able to react and make a split second decision, you know, it could be a life or death thing. But mm -hmm. if you're constantly reacting, I'm reacting to my kids, what is reacting? When we think of reacting, we think of uh, haste, you know, hastily uh, making quick decisions, you know, kind of stressed out, really anxious, right? Maybe we haven't thought through what the consequences of those decisions are, but we're just reacting, reacting, reacting. So if we're reacting to our kids or our, our significant others, our coworkers, our neighbors, if we're always reacting, that's a huge problem. So I'm trying to help people take control of their health and recognize that they have so much more control over how they can show up in the world for themselves personally, professionally, and this role food plays. Wow. Now, that is there are, yeah. I mean, it, it's, like, it's like you can be interested. Okay, uh, for example, I'm 45 yeah. years old. I'm 45 years old. And when I was in my 20s, I was kind of on autopilot. I was curious about people. But when it came to my health, I was kind of on autopilot. You know, eight okay, you know, eight okay to eight bad, you know, kind of not, you know, whatever. Didn't sleep. I was chronically sleep deprived for 20 plus years. I wasn't hydrating my body. I just kind of, you know, I drank some water here and there, whatever, you know, moved. Yeah. I did like to run, but I didn't have that awareness. And I was, I was interested. I'm trying to encourage people to be committed if they don't want chronic diseases, if they don't want to be reacting to life circumstances mm. and feeling like they're out of control or being controlled by stuff, because we can only control our, 
feelings, our thoughts, and our and, you know our emotions, yeah. our behaviors, right? And and the food, like you said earlier, it affects on those things: how we feel, how Absolutely. we sleep, how we react on things, how we respond yeah. to different 100%. circumstances in life. And that is something that really, really fascinates me about. So, what do you, what would you say that are your superpowers? Sharing all this information and and sharing this food, nutritious poad, whatever we want to call it. Oh, that's a cool what question. What are your superpowers in, in kitchen and my, sharing this stuff? Okay, so we know that if you rely on someone else to prepare your meals for you, you might as well, you might as well uh, plan on them doing it for the rest of your life. Well, for most people, that's not sustainable. So I try to teach people, you know, yes, here's the kind of foods that are going to help you have, you know, less stress, better mental clarity, help you improve your immune system, reduce headaches, things like that. Teach them that. I also really want to teach them how to do it. You know, I've been talking a lot about the why, why this is important. That's something that I'm passionate about. But I want, to, like, I want to teach the why, the how, the what. And, and when it comes to how to do it, I think my, super, my superpower is teaching people how to do it in a, in a simple fun, way. Fun, simple, simple way. way. Yeah, you've, you've seen my stuff. You know what I'm talking about. And I, I really want people to get out of their own way. And if they have people that, you know, family or friends that can yeah. be a part of that experience with them, because yeah, they're for saying, example, hey, you know kids what? Or your spouse. Absolutely. So involving the whole family there to become more fun and a thing to do together. And also, I would say in your case, what you do and what I'm trying to do with my my child is is to pass on whatever knowledge we have, so that they would also feel better and and be a better person. So I mentioned the why, the how, and the what. Yeah. You know, why is giving context. Like you need to have an emotional reason to mm. want to do this. Uh, you know, when it comes to when it comes to behavior, like when it comes to behavior change, your know, food is a really challenging piece. And I'm bringing up behavior change, what and whatnot, because we work we work with a lot of government agencies in our mm-hmm. in our region. They focus on smoking cessation, physical yeah. activity. Uh, I don't like using the word healthy because healthy is the number one most vilified word in the English language when it's associated with food. <laughs> They don't do a lot with that, and I'll explain why in a second, but they have these areas where they focus on to help people improve their health. When it comes, and it's like, do more of this, do less of this, do more yeah. of that, you know, do less of that. When it comes to nutrition and using nutrition to improve your health, you actually have to do both. You have to do more of this and less of that. So you have to do this combination and if you think about food being social, economical, familial, mm-hmm. cultural, political, you know, we have all these associations with food. So we have to figure yeah. out how to uh, leverage it in a way, leverage that philosophy of how it can work for you or work against you in an effective way. And it's not very easy. So, so going back to my yeah. why, the how, the what, mm. we want to give people reason why they should do this. And I do that a lot. And I have been on this on your, on your uh, show here. And then mm-hmm. talk about what foods can help because there's some universal truths about what foods can help. And you can look at a bazillion different studies and yeah. they could say, and they could point you in a vegan or vegetarian or carnivore or pescatarian or paleo, yeah. and they could all be right for you or mm-hmm. not. It kind of, it, you know, everybody is different, but there are some universal truths 
So knowing what foods will work. I mean, absolutely, yeah. unequivocally, there's no question that sugar is the number one inflammation causing food that you can consume. And if you wake up stiff and sore and you've got digestive issues and headaches mm. and stuff, you're probably eating too much or drinking too much sugar. And so there are some universal truths. And then, and I'm, I'm sort of teasing you on this stuff. I'm not getting all into the weeds on it, but then there's, and then well, there's I love that this is, this is really good. And I don't think many people, even though that they might have heard it, they may not have understood it in that way. Got it. Then there's the how piece. And the how is, is where my, I think my superpower comes in. Yeah. It's creating an environment where people can feel empowered to take care of themselves. Yeah. Create, I can create an environment where, like you were saying, to make great tasting, nourishing foods, make it simple, make it yeah. quick, make it delicious, make it inviting, teach people how to bring their family on board, their kids, mm. their grandkids, teaching them how to just get out of their own way so they yes. can start taking action for themselves right now to do this. So that would be my superpower would be create a, a fun environment for people to learn how to cook for themselves. That would like be my that. superpower. I like that. And I know you some sometimes back, so I really, I I can really tell for the audience that you are a family guy, you're a friendly guy, you're a guy who does that. So it's not only like just talking, but you also walk to talk, and and I know by your your work experience what you've done and what we heard in the intro, you've done this on TV, you've done this with governmental institutions, you've done that with families, you've done that with leaders, you've done that with different corporations, all that. So you you cover the whole scene <laughs> basically with that, which is something that I love. And I also understood that you want to go abroad with these things because there's a market for that. And, and especially with the mothers and kids. And we're going to talk about that a little later, but could you tell us a little bit more about this smart nutrition and how a leader can carry out this on a daily basis? Like you mentioned these easy, fun parts, but how that actually can happen to any one of us? How can we put it into our days? What, what should we do? What? Absolutely. Yeah. Happy, happy to. As a, so as a leader, they want to bring out the best in their in the people that are, they're leading, right? Their members, Correct. their employees, yeah. whatever. Okay. I'll give you a great example. Uh, at one point, we were working with a lot of school districts here in Minnesota. We had passionate, passionate cheerleaders for health and wanting to help the teachers and the staff in the school. And so they would bring us in, and we would do these activities with them and teach them, you know, how to how to incorporate. Yeah you know, nourishment, nourishing foods into their lives and stuff. Their bosses, not always, but often their bosses were like, I'm too busy for that stuff. So it was I an understand. afterthought or they were like, oh, you know, the numbers doesn't go yeah, with this, whatever. whatever. So, yeah. so I bring that up because it all starts at the top. And if, if you're a, let's say, let's say you're a manufacturing company. And you've got, you know, you've got your facility, you've got your manufacturing facility and you got people working the floor, you know, operating the equipment. If they have an accident, that costs you tens of thousands of dollars, tens and tens mm -hmm. of thousands. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it could potentially, you know, it could cost, it costs you tons of money. You lose, you know, productivity, you have, um, you know, maybe you knowledge lose, even. 
workflow and all this stuff, all this stuff, negative, there's negative consequences yeah. to an accident. Well, when leaders make health a priority and they focus on, okay, we are going to have only uh, helpful foods, nourishing foods that are going to keep people's blood sugar stable for our factory workers. So that they are have, allured, like, so they know what to exactly, do and they yeah. are clear yep, and they exactly. mind, right? Because when, when your blood sugar is stable, now you have consistent energy, now you have better mental clarity, and you can reduce accidents, you can reduce poor decision-making, you can reduce mistakes that could cost you tons and tons of money. So, so, they, so we want leadership to say, hey, this is a priority. The culture, the culture in the company mm -hmm. says we value people's health. Now, now, their objectives will be different than the employee's objective. So as a of leader, course. as a you know, so they're gonna say, hey, I wanna make as much money, you know, as fast as I can. I'm gonna wanna, you know, maximize productivity from my staff, you know, from my employees and all that. Totally get that. On the employee side, if the employer is saying, hey, you know what, here are great tasting nourishing options available for you in the cafeteria, mm -hmm. in the vending machines that we recommend. Yeah. Here's a pro, you know, here's some self-study support, educational information on how you can reduce stress through food how you can improve your immune system through food. If the employee is receiving that or having that as an opportunity from their company that they work mm. for, now they're going to feel more valued. Of course. And they're, yeah. and they're going to tell, and they're going to tell people, they're going to tell their friends and other people that are working like, Hey, you know what? One thing I love about my company is they have these awesome benefits and they're providing them. And, they, and, and I feel like they really care. So yeah. It starts at the top. It starts. It at the does. Top. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it starts at the top, and and business leaders need to be able to say, okay, if I want to reduce accidents, like I talked about. Now, I talked about the factory side. Well, what about if you have office support staff, or you have salespeople, you have a, you know, you have a, a call center yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Those folks, if they're not nourishing themselves, if they're not focusing on, you know, n real whole foods good mm -hmm. quality foods and they're just eating junk food and snack food and you know drinking pop and all this stuff this is what can happen they're on a call with a customer and the customer is just being a severe pain in the butt and that customer service rep because their brain is all scrambled for eating a bunch of garbage yeah they start being combative with the customer mm -hmm. now they're tarnishing the reputation of the company mm -hmm. they work for now they're putting the client, the, the customer's relationship with the company in jeopardy. Yeah. Gonna, they're going to lose that, lose that potential sale, lose that existing customer. You see where I'm going with that? Uh, so I, that I, I get the picture. I get the picture. Yeah, there's yeah. that scenario. Let's say, let's say you have a, uh, you have a, you know, sales, a salesperson who's yeah. out in the field and they're, you and know, who in, hasn't eaten any food or, or stopped exactly. for a and little pause. And they're interacting with these pros with these prospects, mm. but their blood sugar's all over the place, so their yeah. mental clarity's a little bit off. And now yeah. they're not thinking through their process, their sales process. They're yeah. more sort of like just kind of because winging they it. don't have the energy. Yeah, exactly. Now you're 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 setting yourself up to miss those sales. So yeah. you're setting yourself up to not represent the company right, and then that prospect's going to say, "Oh, these guys aren't very professional." You know, I think I'm going to just mm. go with the other product from that other company that's their competitor i get that yeah Pe people this the kind of stuff is fundamental it is it's fundamental yeah, they, yeah. for for potential you know, for performance so 
you know, I'm, I'm a realist at the same time, Hane. I recognize that companies are not going to, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna do what helps the business from a, from a finance standpoint. I get that. Mm. There are so many nourishing options that they can have from having vending machines that are cooler vending machines so they can have whole fruits and vegetables and storage. They can have, you know, they, in, in the cafeterias, they yeah. can have minimally processed meats and good healthy fats. I mean, I'm being yeah. vague in my descriptions, but there's all sorts of foods that they can provide that are going to help keep that blood sugar stable, help give that mental clarity and help on, like I said, from the accident side, from the mm. customer interaction side, they can't afford to have people being all losing their mind and their energy. Because yeah, I, I, exactly. I remember, then, yeah, yeah, I remember those kind of things from my from my past working with different people and different leaders and different companies and and leading myself certain teams and and I do remember those times when I was a person who had a leader and the leader didn't, didn't take care of us as workers to do something and forgot to order food for us and we worked a long day. I do remember mm. that for the rest of my life and that sucked. We weren't able to do the work. We had to go somewhere to have, have that lunch or whatever that was. And then I also remember the time that then when in one company that I work with, they, um, the leaders, the couple of the owners, we cook lunch together wow. every now and then, not every day, but, but many times a week. And we pick up the healthy food because we understand and they understand that if we eat, we can work much better. So I, I think these things, what you just mentioned, are really relatable and, and everybody can understand them. What happens oh, if you, are, if you get cranky yourself because you haven't eaten or drinking water, what does that does to you? And if you right. think of that, then it's easy to understand your employees and your coworkers. So and, and I, I love really that idea. I, I love that it's, example. It's really easy for organizations to support this if yeah. leadership frames it, if leadership looks at what's it costing us when there's an accident. Like if you have a fleet of truck drivers, yeah. you're a logistics yeah. company and you got trucking going all over the country yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And you got truck driving, truck driving, the truck driving industry, for example, yeah. that's one of, they have the, one of the uh, highest, their lowest, I'm sorry, lowest lifespan. Yeah. Okay. Meaning they get, they die a lot earlier than a lot of other people because it's a sedentary they job. It can be a, yeah. They don't eat healthy. It can be stressful. I mean, it's yeah. a problem. They don't take so much breaks and all that sort of things. Exactly. Yeah. So if a company says, Hey, what's it cost us? How much time are we spending dealing with an accident or dealing with like a stressful situation with, you know, customer service deal? How much time are we spending dealing with challenging sales situations that if they were smoother, we could be moving forward, right? If the customer and the sales rep was able to have a more calm interaction in the sales, in the, or I'm sorry, in the, in the customer service rep was able to facilitate a conversation to create closure and support of the client how, you know, where can we then save on that time and energy, right? So if we can get people to think of what it costs and where they can save just by simply saying, okay, you know what? Every hour for 30 seconds 
a bell's going to go off or a timer's going to go off in the office and people will get up and they're going to do one lap around their desk and they're going to drink some water. Just 30 yeah. seconds. Okay. Exactly. You're going to take, yeah. you're going to have, you're going to have a piece of fruit and a piece yeah. of uh, beef jerky or a piece of cheese every, you know, every two hours, you're going to have a snack. I mean, however they yeah. want to do it. Yeah, exactly. So being, but you so offer be, that kind of thing. That's also yeah. a big thing. So then people, you know, learn from it and, and have that as an opportunity right rather than having an empty place yeah so so we're, we're all this stuff that i'm sharing with you it's all about being instead of being interested which most people are just interested it's about being committed yeah so having like a healthy life and I'm committed, being productive exactly if i'm committed to being productive in the office if i'm committed to being the best version of me mm. for myself for my significant others for my kids you know for my boss for my for the people that i'm leading Mm -hmm. I have to be committed to that. And in my world, if I'm going to have the best, if I'm going to be the best version of me and like, you know, have a healthy, productive life, that's going to focus in those four areas, nutrition, sleep, hydration, physical activity. Like you, you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet. Okay? <laughs> that's true. That's true. If yeah. You're, if, if you're sitting around all day, your brain isn't going to function right. Your self-esteem is going to be lower. If you're, I think we right. all know that. I think we yeah, all, I mean, all been that us, road. Yeah, right. Yeah. If your sleep is horrible, mm -hmm. if your sleep is horrible, your brain, your, your, so this is crazy, but like if you drink too much caffeine, for example, if you have, oh, if, you have too much, if you have too much caffeine, that caffeine will disrupt the hormones that mm. regulate your sleep. All right. So then now you don't get good sleep. And then it actually becomes a vicious cycle because you wake up more tired and you need to have caffeine or some kind of sweet mm. food, you know, donut, whatever, uh, pop tart, whatever, just to get, you know, yeah. get going and go a cup of juice. It becomes a vicious cycle. So you just keep going and it's downward and you want to get that high to feel good. But then you have the spike and then the crash, blood sugar spike and crash, blood sugar exactly. spike and crash. Yeah. And that can happen. So if you're not getting the right sleep, if you're not hydrating yourself, if you're not eating the right kinds of foods, you're setting yourself up for mega problems. I mean, I'm 45 years old and I know people in their mid to late forties and early fifties that are on like five, eight medications. I know they're out of shape. They're not happy with themselves, but they yeah. just feel like some of the mindset, not everybody, of course, there's a lot of, of people that are taking yeah. care of themselves, but of course there's people that have the mindset of like, well, this is just kind of the way it is. Yeah. What? No way. You no just, way. No way, exactly. You just actually literally answered one of my questions that I, I've been eager to ask. So what does food do, do to our body, to our human body and souls and mind? How does it affect? You just completely covered all that by these four things, what you mentioned. I love that. So another thing I, I want to ask you about when we're going forward with the food is that I have this list of questions here. And yeah. one of them says that... Um, that we also talk about the stress level. How can one ease his or her stress level by by eating something and watching yeah. and paying attention to that? You we also covered this one a little bit, but if you could say something, okay, something so for that, something this, concrete, this a, like for example, we bought food. Well, okay, I'll, I'll give you some specifics. Let's just talk real quick. Stress yeah. is the silent killer. Yeah. What I mean by that is. Okay, your body, you have, cord, you, have, you have a bunch of hormones, you have you know, hundreds of hormones, right? Mm -hmm. And 
you have hundreds of hormones and cortisol is one of those hormones it's your fight or flight hormone you need it it helps you make split second decisions you know lift you know pull a baby out of a burning car or whatever i mean you, like, you need you need cortisol to be able to to to, to handle certain life stresses right the problem is is if you have heightened levels of cortisol all the time, heightened levels of cortisol in the body will actually perpetuate inflammation in the body. So if you have, let's say if you have chronic headaches, if you have chronic stomach aches, if you have chronic mm -hmm. knee pain, joint pain, if you're having breathing problems, that's it. those are all inflammatory things happening. And if you're always stressed out and you have heightened cortisol all the time, that's actually gonna make those spots worse an increase, and now you've got chronic, now you've got chronic inflammation, and it's going to lead to chronic diseases. Okay, so let's talk about the food side. Yeah. If you want to help your body reduce stress, a couple of big ones is you need to eat magnesium-rich foods. So magnesium is this mineral that is abundant in a lot of foods, but in the, in the U.S. at least, I think like 60 to 65 percent, even more, of Americans are magnesium deficient. So they're not getting enough magnesium. So uh -huh. you want to find you want to find this magnesium in dark leafy greens like spinach, kale, chard, arugula, romaine lettuce. You can find magnesium. Can you just repeat that? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. awesome. So so magnesium, magnesium. Rich foods yeah. would be in dark leafy greens, uh, arugula, kale, chard, spinach, romaine. Not so well. Yeah, dark leafy greens. Okay, cooking. Yeah. There's like there's all sorts of cooking greens, really hearty cooking greens uh -huh. that you can use. That magnesium is super, super important. It's going to help relax your nervous system. It's but also, help relax what your I understood, it works for the muscles. Yeah. Yeah. It, helps it works that. for the nervous system and the muscles, which is then going to help reduce stress your stress. Level. Okay. So, magnesium rich foods. But you can also find magnesium in mango. Uh, mm -hmm. Papaya has, has magnesium. Dark chocolate has magnesium. Really? Dark, and dark chocolate needs to be 70% cocoa content or yeah. higher. At wow. least 70%. And you want to go low on the sugar, okay? Because people course. will say, oh, chocolate. I can eat chocolate. And then they're like eating all sorts of chocolate that has high sugar. We don't yeah. want the high sugar because... So high said, in cocoa, over 70% dark chocolate. Yep. yep. And low, and low in, sugar. in sugar. And what that would mean, your goal uh, to be safe, well, at a minimum, 10 mm -hmm. grams of added sugar per serving. If you can, I prefer, I would suggest, and I personally prefer yeah. and I suggest, is like five grams of added sugar per serving. Potassium, potassium will help normalize blood pressure. Uh -huh. And so when you're stressed out, you could have high blood pressure. So you wanna reduce the blood pressure, get potassium rich foods. And it's really important to have potassium rich foods, and I'll name them in a second. During times of stress, you, you lose potassium. Okay. okay. So you need to up the foods with those potatoes. So beets, lentils, asparagus, again, those dark leafy greens that I mentioned, uh -huh. apricots and plums, those have potassium. Bananas have, have potassium. Cool. Potassium, potassium huge. Again, it gets depleted. Potassium will get depleted during times of mm -hmm. stress. So if you can eat potassium rich foods while you're going about your day to day, that will help you when you come to a stressful situation. Those are really, really helpful. So potassium-rich foods. Vitamin C-rich foods are really important for helping okay. reduce stress as well. Because, as well, because uh, vitamin C will help prevent the release of cortisol. And studies okay. have shown 
that people that have higher levels of vitamin C in their blood can actually bounce back. They're more resilient from stressful events in their life. Oh, wow. Because I was just going to so, ask you, what does this emotional resilience play with food and what kind of role? So you just covered that. I love that. Tell that again. Vitamin, for the vitamin C rich foods, vitamin C rich foods. Of course, we think of oranges, grapefruits, mm -hmm. lemons, limes, yeah. but there's also bell peppers. Bell okay. peppers are rich in vitamin C. Uh, again, those dark leafy greens, broccoli is high in vitamin C. <clears throat> so you want to make sure that you're getting vitamin C rich foods in your life. That's there right. are a lot of kind of baseline universal truths when it comes to foods that will help, they'll work for you. And was mentioning, mm -hmm. you know, sugar is like the number one thing you got to minimize or get out of your life. Yeah. Now, you also have to listen to your body because I know for myself, I used to eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of beans and a lot of rice. I had digestive problems when I didn't. Uh -huh. I, wasn't, I wasn't connecting the dots about, uh -huh. I knew I had, I had digestive problems, but I was eating really healthy. Okay. Was really, but you really ate healthy. the wrong food, the wrong ingredients. For my body. Yes, for, for your my, body. Yeah. yeah, for my body. So you have to figure out, if you have to figure out what foods work for you and what uh -huh. foods work against you. We, we focus on three groups in general, okay. good protein, good protein. It could be animal-based or plant-based. And you uh -huh. can think of a bazillion different, like, you know, chicken, fish, eggs, yogurt, lentils, beans, you know, uh -huh. animal, plant-based, beef, pork, duck. If you're, if you're game hunter, game meats yeah. are fantastic. Uh -huh. There's all sorts of options out there. Plant okay. Animal-based and plant-based. And then there's slow carbohydrates, which are fiber rich foods. And I've mentioned a bunch of those when I mentioned uh -huh. the potassium rich and the vitamin C rich and the magnesium rich. Right. There's a lot of fruits and veggies, minimally processed whole grains. They have to have the fiber. The fiber will slow the absorption of sugar into the bloodstream. That's important. Right. And, then, and then the good healthy fats. Good healthy fats are going to be um, animal-based fats and plant-based fats. So you think olives, olive oils, walnuts, yogurt. You want to be really careful on seed oils and certain seed oils can be really bad for you because of the uh -huh. way they process them. They can okay. process them in a way where they become unhealthy and can increase inflammation in the body. So you got to pay attention to that. I mean, there's so, so there's some universal truths, as I said, on which foods can work for you. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of foods that are going to work against you. Added sugar, bad fats, which are man-made fats, mm -hmm. excess preservatives, excess, you know, additives, fillers, emulsifiers, yeah. are, you know, find a lot of packaged foods. And then fast carbohydrates, which are going to be refined yeah. carbohydrate foods, chips, cookies, donuts, cakes, juice, pop. They don't candy. They don't have fiber in there. So when you eat it, it spikes your blood sugar and then it crashes you. And then actually your brain will crave that high feeling again. Yeah. Again. So, so, so let's, let's go back. So, so just going back as an example, if you're a sales rep and you're out in the field and you're trying to, you know, make sales and you know, right and get business for your company uh -huh. and you are just like drinking pop and grabbing some chips and just kind of any kind of energy to get you through while you spike, you crash, you spike, you crash, and your brain starts craving that high. And now it affects your decision-making. Of course. So if you would have maybe taken an hour on the weekend mm -hmm. to plan out, and this is a big thing that we advocate folks is 
plan out your meals. Now I'm a, I'm a realist and I'm not telling you, I don't do like 8 million things for the week. I just have yeah. maybe two or three dishes that I cook uh-huh. for in advance on the weekend. And then I have a couple things that I can easily assemble. And if I know I'm going to be on the road, I will pack nourishing snacks that will slowly digest a good proteins, good yeah. fats, good carbohydrates that I can have in a little cooler to take with me that exactly. I can eat on the go. You got to plan it out. If you so just plan kind of say, out, plan out, plan it out. It's huge. You plan it out. Yeah. Know your body, know what foods are going to work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, spinach might be awesome for you, but it might really be, you know, irritating yeah. my stomach. Yeah, someone, so I might some, not, someone doesn't like it. Yeah, exactly. So you yeah. have to pay attention to that. You know, I was sharing with you how I was focusing on predominantly veggies and beans yeah. and whole grains and stuff. And I found that did not work well for me. I, I got really bloated, lethargic. I, my mm. stomach started to hurt chronically. So I had to modify and now I'm doing more lean meats and more like, and then a little bit of lean, mm-hmm. uh, of non-starchy vegetables and stuff. That combination works better for me. But even like if people can just start by getting sugar out of their life. Yeah. Like reduce truly, the sugar that you take. Reduce it. Like, yeah. like commit, just totally commit. Like, Hey, I don't want headaches anymore. I'm going to commit to no more headaches. I'm going to commit to no more stomach aches. I'm going to commit to waking up pain-free. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to just commit to this stuff. When you make that commitment, it's really easy to start getting these things out of your life. And just that Correct. one action of getting mm-hmm. them out of your life, you're going to notice your energy levels start to go up. Your mental cognition starts to go up. The way you're making decisions start to go up. Like the way I mean, you it, feel, where you act, where you behave, all that comes together. Yes, then. yes. And then you start adding pieces, you know, you Slowly, add little, little by little. Yeah. Exactly. Make it more, uh, you know, if you want to challenge yourself, depending on where you want to put your energy, you know, start making more meals. I mean, you can do mm. half, you know, semi scratch stuff, but you got to read the labels. Like there's things you can buy that are like, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it's already chopped, like already chopped up veggies, already chopped up fruit, pre-cooked meats. Yeah. I'm okay with that. As long as you read the ingredient list of course. and, and there's not a bunch of garbage in it, and you're willing to pay the price, the, the financial price of having that pre-done because it costs more. Okay, fine. I get that. that. That's also a good thing to remind people that when, if you are eat, all the time eating outside or if you're buying ready-made food and you just warm it up, that's much more expensive actually than yeah. cooking home. So tell me more about this. What Since you worked with bunch of different people, what people find exciting about the food and themselves when they are working with you and yeah, getting I, more what, understanding. Yeah. What I find, what like consistently hear from people, mm-hmm. let's say busy professional and they're, you know, they're, they're like, okay, I'm tired of waking up, you know, stiff, sore and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I consistently hear from people, no matter where they are on their health journey, mm-hmm. as they wean as they wean themselves off of processed foods and added sugar. So what I mean by that is they, they and I, I don't believe in extremes. I think, no, no. I think you need, you need a, maybe, maybe if you're drinking five cans of pop a day, which is a lot in my mind, mm. which is a lot, but let's say you're doing five cans of pop a day. The next week you go down to four yeah, and you do that for a couple of weeks. And then you go down to three and you do that for maybe a month. And then you go down to two cans a day yeah. and that's over the course of weeks. And my point, my point with this Hannah, is 
no matter where you are on your health journey and whatever your goals are, as uh-huh. people wean themselves off that added sugar, those processed foods, they start to notice that their taste buds open up. That's correct. They start, I know they start that myself and, as well. And, and then as they, yes, their taste buds start to open and, they, and, and when they're incorporating you know, more real unprocessed stuff that they uh-huh. made from scratch or someone made for them from scratch, yeah. they start to notice the flavors more. And they go, wow, I didn't realize that these foods could taste so good because unfortunately, you know, processed foods are designed, they're manufactured to Mm -hmm. capture your taste. They want you to eat more, so you buy more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they- And and that's okay, what I've understood. It's okay to have those occasionally, but not based your food on those things, right? Just understand, just understand that they work against you. They're occasional treats. They're going mm-hmm. to turn uh, those highly processed, ultra processed packaged foods are going to turn off your taste receptor cells. And then when you wean yourself off, your taste receptor cells open back up and you start to taste your food better. You start to be excited about, wow, mm-hmm. you know, I love that. And then, and then in the phone, so that's one thing is taste buds. Another thing is energy levels start to come back. I love that. That's a big thing. A big thing is it energy is, levels start to come back. It is a very, very big thing for any leader. Really? Another thing too, and I, I mean, be, being a realist, I recognize that leaders probably going to have someone preparing their meals for them. Fine. I totally get that. That's going to happen. But what they also will find is as they're eating more nourishing foods on a regular mm-hmm. basis, their mindset starts to change. Right. Confidence, confidence goes up. Because the, of having the the nutritious foods, things yes. in your body. The problem is when you eat excess sugar and ultra processed foods, you get the hit and then you crash and it starts to slow down your mind and it actually can put you into a, in a mild state of depression. And depending on your, where your mental health is mm-hmm. at, you can go, you know, subtle, subtle, you know, anxiety, mm-hmm. stress, depression. You could go severe. I mean, those are, those are real issues that people don't connect the food is affecting into those the mindset. Symptoms. exactly exactly right. exactly so it's again it's going back to taste buds opens higher energy levels mindset starts to change confidence goes up i mean and people who wouldn't have want that you would think who exactly. wouldn't want that exactly know? wow exactly so you just told in what ways the food supports us. I love that. And this is very concrete. And I, what I want to share with the audience is, is this very concrete tips and, and insights, what you can do easily in your daily life. You don't have to change your whole life, which is something no one can do at once. But if you start paying a little attention to those things, then the change is possible. And and for example, you get your energy level, which is very, very big thing for any one of us to be able all to about function in steps. our daily life. It's all about baby steps. I, I, yeah. we, always say, we always say this, like we do a lot of presentations and so when we're talking and giving education, it's mm-hmm. like anything that you can do today that you were not doing yesterday that's positive is progress. Exactly. So it's a journey. The yeah. small, you know, you know, I mentioned the four things, nutrition, sleep, hydration, physical activity, yeah. sleep. If, if you eat like garbage all the time, 
your sleep is going to suffer because the hormones that make your sleep right aren't going to be functioning because they're going to be a mess from the food that from the wrong yeah. foods you're eating. So now, you know, so my, my, where I'm going with this is make those baby steps on slowly weaning yourself off. Try to like in baby steps, do a little bit less of the sugar, a little bit less of the party foods and focus on real foods and bring yeah. those up. On the sleep side, if you want to get stress out of your life, you need to get it like seven to nine hours of sleep. Everybody's different. All of your listeners could have a different sleep strategy. You want to pay attention to what you're eating because if your sleep is suffering, it's probably because of the food or the drinks that you're having. And you need to have- Or the lack of those. Have, lack of nutrition. <laughs> you need to have that sleep. If you don't want chronic diseases, you need to be getting that sleep because that, what happens yeah. when you sleep is your body will literally repair itself, the cells, the tendons, the nerves, they uh -huh. repair, they rejuvenate, they restore themselves. And when you wake up, you feel more rejuvenated, more refreshed, you go about your daily business. Yeah. It's really, really important. And so if you're trying to get more sleep into your life, maybe you add on 10 minutes at night or you sleep in 10 minutes in the morning. You turn off your screens. Don't use this as an alarm clock. I use this as an alarm clock for years, huge mistake. Have an alarm clock on the other side of the room that forces you to get up. You don't use your, your screen time. Mm -hmm. Screen time, actually the refresh rate, the blue light, the blue light Correct. on devices, yeah. whether it's laptops, tablets, whatever screen, right? TVs, any screen, yeah. it will stimulate your brain to get you into fight or flight mode and you will stay awake even if you're sleeping, like your brain won't go into deep sleep. So you've got to get off screen time at least an hour. I suggest two hours before you go to bed. Okay, so it's the food, it's the hydration, it's your sleep. Super important. How would you encourage people to be better leaders for themselves and also for the people around them? And then we are soon going to wrap it up. Make that commitment that you want to lead by example and you do it from a business perspective. Do it with your health because People who look up to you, you're guiding the way to make, you know, make this business mm -hmm. a success. And if you are, you know, if you're, if you're having mood swings all the time, if your energy is inconsistent, if you're, you know, rash in your decision-making and you're cranky with people, I mean, there's, there's style stuff that sometimes that just might be a personality thing, but a mm -hmm. lot of times it's because of how Based we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah. How we're taking care of ourselves. So, yeah. so if you want to have... If you want to have the most high-performing team, you have to demonstrate what high performance looks like, not just in, in again, everyone has different perspectives. It of can't course. be just through the lens of business. It has to be through how you take care of yourself. So make sleep a priority. Maybe start with cutting back on that caffeine, cutting back on those sugary beverages a little bit at a time. So you make, uh -huh. make the commitment, you make the commitment, and then you focus on baby steps and you show people, man, tell them. I'm feeling great because I'm choosing to do a little bit of this less in my life and I'm making this more of a priority. You'll give, make the commitment, show people and, and uh -huh. honor that. And then people will say, Oh, this is something I should be doing too. This makes sense. My boss is doing it. Yeah. I, I need to make this happen. And what I love about this, what you said and the whole conversation we've had so far, you mentioned also, uh, and I just want to highlight this one plan it beforehand it shouldn't be too hard for any one of us sit down for 10 easy. minutes yeah. or 15 minutes with your spouse or with yourself and plan the next week what are you going to eat what food can you make at home what what can you cook ready 
to take away yep. with you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if you know that exactly. you're very busy? What can you take to the office with you and just heat it up there with a frying pan or, or a microwave, whatever. Just make it easy, and, but, but good. And if you need somebody, you know, and if, and if you are in a position where someone is preparing your meals for you, mm-hmm. set expectations with them. Oh, saying, that's a good one. Yes. I mean, like, because I have Not just I know food. But... Yeah, just say, hey, look, I, you know, these foods work for me. These foods work against me. I want to keep my blood sugar stable so that when I come home, mm-hmm. I can give the best of me, not what's left of me. Yeah. So you want to make sure you set those expectations. Don't just make food an afterthought. That yeah. is the most critical piece. I mean, I, I, I can't take credit for this uh, phrase, <laughs> but it's like, you know, when we're healthy, we have a million dreams, right? Correct. And when we're sick, we only have one. So give, get, get people to be committed, to be curious and to take action. And mm-hmm. again, just doing baby steps and you're going to modify and pivot as time goes on because you're going to figure yeah. out what works, but it's, a, it's awesome. It's important. Uh, and that's why I do what I do. I love that. Where people can find you and how they can learn more about the, what you preach about food and, and nutrition. Go to chefmarshallobrien.com and so also one. on in, yep. So on mm-hmm. Instagram, real chef Marshall O'Brien. My Instagram account got hacked a few months ago, so it's real oh, chef. There. Yeah, real chef Marshall. Real chef Marshall O'Brien. O'Brien, yes. And then I also have Facebook, Chef Marshall O'Brien, and then I'm on Twitter or well, I'm on Twitter, but I don't use it so much. And then TikTok, I'm still kind of figuring out what I want to be bringing to the table there. But I got a little cartoon guy. Yeah. And that's Chef Marshall O'Brien there as well. Oh, but wow. I, ans- I answer my phones. I answer texts. I answer emails. I'm very, you know, I, if, if I can do anything, you got any questions at all for your listeners. Do you connect please, with Chef Marshall. Yeah, please reach out. I'm, I'm, I have no ego in this stuff. I just want to help. I want to bring value. want people to live their best lives. And that I, I can guarantee you all about what you preach. And you're very friend- friendly, very, very nice guy. who's easy to, to talk to about any kind of thing and especially about the food so i really encourage people to to have a contact with you and, and talk about this kind of stuff and i know that you have lots of different exercises or things what people can do easily and and you have these guided videos and such so yep do we, have a send a request and, and ask for those from check check it Marshall. out i mean you can just yeah. you, you can go to you know go to our shop page chef yeah. shop We've got over 28 self-study programs in there. You can check those out. Wow. I mean, we've got lots of resources. If I can help you in any way, I'll be happy to do so. Uh, so just reach out. I'll do what I can do to help. Chef Marshall O'Brien, thank you so much for being my guest on this show and, and talking about nutritious food for anyone and especially for leaders who are high-performance people and want to take it to the next level. And this is one step, the nutritious food. So I do want to thank you very, very much. And I want to thank our listeners also. So dear guest, for coming along and, and just being part of our show. Now, I, I really want to thank you also. But check Chef Marcel O'Brien, what he does and what he can do for you. So thank you. And until the next, next time, humble thanks with kindness and smiles. Ciao.